Hi, welcome to another episode of Strategy and Sourdough. Today, Thomas and I are going to talk about funnels. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Honor. How are you? Very good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, hopefully, we're going to talk about marketing funnels rather than the funnels that we may use for some of our other activities where strategy and sourdough first started in creating different cocktails and sitting over very liquid lunches in Singapore. I was thinking about that as well, actually. That's a very good use of funnels in real life. <laughs> I heard it's uh, winter in Singapore. Is that true that people are wearing scarves now that it's 22 degrees? Yes, that's right. It actually went down to 22 degrees and it's now January 11th as we're recording this episode. And I think nine out of this year's days, it has rained the entire day, which is kind of unheard of. So we have our own version of a tropical winter going on definitely here. Let's talk about funnels today. So far, we've covered a lot of topics on the podcast, but I really think funnels is a great way to tie all your strategic activity into execution. And the reason for that is that it's a useful framework for visualizing and thinking about the actions that you need to take and the focus, the areas that you need to focus on. Yeah, I agree. And actually, if you start overlaying on the funnel some of the actual tactical activities or the channels, it gives you a good view of where your gaps may be also. Mm -hmm. Are you focusing too much on one particular part of user acquisition, for example, or building a brand or, or your marketing activities? And where might the actual gaps, uh, gaps sit? Uh, maybe it's useful to talk about what a funnel is before we go deeper into the steps of the funnel. In my mind, it's just a useful metaphor for talking about the decision-making process of consumers or your target audience. And the biggest argument against funnels that I've heard is that it's very linear. It doesn't allow for real-life examples because nobody wakes up in the morning and goes through a predetermined steps in order to purchase a product. But I still think it's useful to look at it because if you think of the basics of the funnels, like becoming aware of the product or considering your alternatives or choosing to buy that product, you still have to go through those steps. You cannot end up considering your product unless you are aware of that product. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And again, talking about it from a perspective of planning marketing, you need some tools to plan the different marketing that you do. And whether people go through the entire funnel or not is completely irrelevant. So I find it just a useful planning tool, not this is what every every one of our customers is going to exactly go through. Of course, they won't, but you'll catch different people at different phases of their decision-making process using a funnel, I believe. Exactly. And uh, it reminds me of one of my favorite movies, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Have you seen that movie? I have not. It's a bunch of testosterone-driven salespeople arguing about selling real estate, if I'm not wrong. Anyway, in that movie, it talks about attention, interest, desire, and action as the funnel steps. Yeah, the movie was a great example of talking about funnels in the context of sales steps, but I think it applies equal to marketing as well. One of my favorite ways of looking at the funnel is more about using the terminology of awareness, consideration, preference, and purchase. And I want to be clear about this here. I think the names and the steps themselves are not important. On the contrary, I believe every startup and business needs to look at their own practices and how they sell their products and services 
and design a custom funnel that makes sense for their specific purpose. Just to give you an example, with the banks that are interested in selling credit cards, the steps for getting someone to apply for a credit card online might be learning about the product and visiting a website and filling an application form and the outcome of the evaluation of that person's credit worthiness and sending that card and that person activating that card. So there may be multiple steps that make sense in the context of a credit card application journey. Whereas for B2B CRM software company, the process might be very different. I 100% agree with that. I think defining a funnel is important. However, a funnel can be defined in so many different ways. There's three components of a good funnel as far as I'm concerned. You always have this first notion of what we call top of the funnel activity, purely from a marketing perspective, refers to activity designed for you to be aware of something or be interested in something. Then you have the middle of the funnel activity. And the middle of the funnel activity is purely, you know, you're already aware of something and you're perhaps already aware of competitive alternatives. This is where a lot of these things around, okay, I'm interested in a product in this particular field, or I'm interested in solving a problem with a product that you may have. So, you know, I start considering different alternatives. And of course, the marketing that you want to portray for people who are already considering alternatives, yours and your competitors is very, very different than if they weren't aware of your product to begin with. And then at the bottom, you have simply bottom of the funnel activity. Surprise, surprise, very consistent with the terminology of the funnel, which is when people are already willing to buy and consider their options they want to buy. How do we make the buying experience really easy? How do we potentially even convert those who are ready to buy with an offer or something like that. And often bottom of the funnel activity also refers to post-purchase type activities. So I'm already a, a customer. How do we get myself to refer another customer, for example, or maybe buy another product from a company or, or whatever that might be. Then the next layer down is if you have the top of the funnel, the middle of the funnel, and the bottom of the funnel kind of figured out, the actual funnel can then look very different. So for example, a company could have five steps. They could have awareness at the very top, then they could have interest at the next level down. They could have generating desire. They could have generating action and then generating loyalty, for example. Another company may have the awareness at the top. They may have generating interest. They may have consideration. They may have purchase intent, for example, and then they may have cross-sell at the very bottom. So it really depends. But generally, you walk through those steps of as you rightly pointed out as well, from a customer or consumer perspective, am I aware of a product? Am I interested in it? What makes me consider your product over another one? And what makes me take action? And what make, makes me stay within the company? Mm -hmm. And if we go into the more tactical examples of what types of things you may do at these very different angles, I'll just use the awareness, interest, desire, action, loyalty as an example here. So awareness for startups, for example, could be blog articles. So you could write a really interesting blog article, for example, and it, it generates enough for people to share it around and people, more people become aware of your, your company or your solution. You may have more video type awareness building marketing activity that is shown on TV or shown on online video platforms or social media or wherever, wherever that may be. But generally, you're targeting people that are in that sort of consideration set that your key, your core, your, your bullseye customers may be. And once people become aware of your product, you may go actually into creating different guides or running webinars or doing more targeted ads about why this particular product may solve the, the issue that we know you want to solve. 
And then as you go down, you know, desire or consideration may come from different product comparisons. They may come from demos. They may come from free trials. They may come from product videos. They may come from all kinds of things like that. And then action usually will come from us retargeting you with perhaps an email and saying, you know, if you sign up today, we'll give you the first month for free or you get the premium product for the first year or we'll throw in a phone consultation for your um, SaaS product for the first year or whatever that may be. And then at the loyalty or at the very, very bottom of this funnel are usually referral programs, events you run for existing customers, surveys you may run, you know, perhaps it is beta testing a new feature or any kind of special bundles that we might want you to buy. So that's just, I think, a very actionable way of looking at the different phases of the funnel, customizing the actual steps for your product, your business, your company, and then some examples of what activity you may layer um, across that entire funnel. I like that. The three-step approach, the top, middle, and the bottom of the funnel is a good way to simplify or think about where you want to focus. When it comes to really clarifying the actual steps, I think an important consideration is whether that's measurable or not. So for example, uh, this is generally my concern with identifying them as top of the funnel because it's not super measurable when you say something like, oh, now this person is going from the top to the middle. Whereas if you say like unaided awareness, for example, that's relatively measurable because you can ask a hundred people about what kind of enterprise CRM software are you aware of? And based on their responses, you could measure what percentage of those people actually know about your company. And that's something that you can put number to. And that makes the funnel measurable. And I think that's where the real value comes in. And then the next step is calculating the conversion rates at each of the steps. So if we go back to the previous example of uh, applying for a credit card, what percentage of the total population are in our target audience in the market for a new credit card? Then the next step might be what percentage of these people who are in the market are aware of our products? And then the people who are aware of our products, what percentage are considering our products and so on. And this type of measurement, the conversion rates, I believe gives you a good opportunity to figure out where you want to focus your marketing activities. The best way to look at it is obviously the easiest one is start from the bottom of the funnel, but by definition, it will have the lowest impact because the numbers will be the smallest. Whereas as you go higher up the funnel, the numbers are going to get bigger. Your impact is going to become a lot higher, but the effort that needs to go into improving that conversion is going to be a lot harder. This is why the awareness type of activities require a lot more budgets and creativity and so on. Another reflection to that also is that in the age of digital, typically the more towards the middle to bottom of the funnel you go, the more measurable, the, the more sort of immediately measurable your actions typically become. At the very bottom of the funnel, we're already either emailing you or you're already on our website or you're on our app or, or perhaps you're already a customer. And there, therefore, we'll know a lot more about the customers and the specific actions that they take. Awareness is more perspective in many ways. There's also this analogy that could be used of the funnel as, as think of it as a net. The bottom of the funnel, the objective is to make the net as tight as possible so that if somebody sort of lands into the net that you've cast, 
as few people as possible will fall through the through the net or through the cracks and you can capture as many of them as possible and this is where the bottom of the funnel activity actually is in one school of thought perhaps the most important to start with because if your website has a lot of marketing automation to it if your conversion optimization and and how you deal with offers and landing pages and things like this is is, is really tight the more people that you get into that net the more people will convert and if you start at the bottom like that and make sure all of those sort of conversion metrics at the point of purchase and point of consideration are tight, then you'll have better confidence actually in investing more in your awareness building activities because you know for a fact that you know every dollar you put into awareness has better returns because your net is tighter at the bottom. Exactly. So I've used that often with startups because it, it's just easier for you to predict and build a model as to how much marketing investment you're going to get from something that is a little more ambiguous, as you've pointed out, which is the awareness building piece or making a bigger net at the top. This also referred to a leaky bucket problem, because if you haven't figured out how to convert potential customers into loyal customers, then any investment that you are going to do in attracting a broader base of potential customers is problematic. I really like that you've pointed out to the measurability of bottom of the funnel activities. And I think that comes with its own set of problems because that sometimes forces startups to focus too much at the bottom of the funnel and not going enough on the top of the funnel because it's a lot easier to go into these channels and focus on the things that you can control whereas investing in the top of the funnel activities if you write a blog article maybe it will take six months for seo to kick in and start reaping the benefits of that if you run a big tv advertising campaign it might take a year before you see any benefits of that so it becomes a lot more difficult to justify and start investing in those activities yeah yeah for sure and again going back to the fact that none of this is really linear but that's why i think it's the most healthy way to look at a marketing funnel is as a planning tool what are the activities we have today at each one of those steps that we can affect someone because it may very well be the case that uh, I'm not aware of your, even your company, but I Google something and I find a really, really interesting Google ad that's actually designed more for consideration, for example, and I just go straight in and, and buy it. I may, have, may skip multiple of these steps, but if, if that ad didn't exist at that place, if we hadn't used a more holistic planning tool like a funnel to have all of those different channels and activities mapped out, it wouldn't have caught me then anyway. Mm -hmm. So I think that's um, an interesting way to look at it. And also the other thing is from a marketing perspective, we often focus a lot on the conversion moment. And the conversion moment is arguably the most expensive moment to, to um, digital marketing, for example. <laughs> because if you think about competing over keywords in your industry, if you're competing over SEM or any biddable media, for example, that's that is more expensive to win someone there to, than to be really creative at the very top and actually speak to customers who you may have never have spoken to before. So that's another consideration to think about is, is how do you buy media and how do you affect the channels that you want to be in when you're generating awareness versus trying to cause a sale versus talking to repeat customers or who you already know a lot about. The economics of marketing at all those points are actually very, very different. And creativity plays a different role in each one of them, for example, and how you actually get return as a startup by being creative at those points may affect your business in different ways that you might have imagined. Exactly. All right. Let me try to summarize 
everything that we discussed. I think we covered quite a bit of ground today. So the first one is that funnels are useful metaphors for visualizing the marketing and conversion activities that happens for any startup or business. The second part is that although there are useful steps such as awareness, consideration, preference, and purchase that applies to pretty much any business, it's a good practice for every business to look at the individual steps that make sense for their business model and design a custom funnel. The third thing that we discussed was the measurability of each of these activities, assigning a conversion rate to each of the steps. And this gives you an opportunity to evaluate what areas you are going to focus on. The fourth thing that we discussed was talking about the leaked bucket problem and starting at the bottom of the funnel. Because if you don't fix the conversion and the steps that happens to getting someone interested in your product and services to buy those, then everything that you will do before that is going to result in wasted efficiency. And the final thing that we discuss is the role of creativity and the role of messaging across different stages of the funnel. And at the top of the funnel, they might help drive further awareness, whereas at the middle of the funnel, creativity might help get someone to consider your products or prefer your products against your competitors. And at the bottom of the funnel, they can work towards nudging someone to take that final step towards purchasing your products or referring your products to somebody else. That's a really good summary of what we spoke about. The only thing I, I would probably say there is, is think about where you see the most competition across the funnel for startups or in your industry and think about how much more expensive it might be to convert at the places where you have the most competition and therefore creativity in just choosing how you communicate and how you perhaps reach out to new audiences may, may give you better returns. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Mr. Thomas. It was a pleasure speaking to you as always. Thank you, Mr. Honor. Pleasure as always. Thank you for listening to Strategy and Sourdough. We'd love to get any feedback, questions, or topic suggestions you may have. Drop us a line at hello at strategyandsourdough.com. 